Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Body Podcast. My name is Brianna Wilkerson from Mainwell, and I am your host. I am a holistic health and life coach, CrossFit Level 1 trainer, and a doTERRA essential oils advocate on a mission to empower women to be healthy and thrive in all areas of their lives. But I truly believe in order to do that, it starts with your physical health and it starts with having a healthy body. So this podcast is all about providing you with the resources, support, and encouragement you need to get a healthy body and healthy life in a natural, sustainable way. You'll find solo episodes and interviews on what I call my seven pillars of a healthy body, nutrition, exercise, stress management, sleep, digestion, toxic load, and mindset and habits and other areas of your life. You'll also find bonus essential oil features empowering you to use essential oils in your everyday life. I'm so excited you're here again and hope you subscribe, rate, review, and let me know how each episode impacted you. So stay tuned for the next episode and a brief introduction to the episode's sponsor. This episode of the Healthy Body Podcast is sponsored by my five-day spring detox challenge. From May 6th to 10th, you will be able to learn all the tools that you need to detox your body and home this spring. We'll look at what toxins are, how you can take care of them in your environment, in particular in your food, your kitchen, your cleaning, your hair, and your skin. So if you're ready to finally detox your body and home this spring, and for once and for all, then join us at madewell345.com slash spring detox challenge. madewell345.com slash spring detox challenge. All right, that's it. And let's get into today's episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Body Podcast. My name is Brianna Wilkerson. I'm your host. And today I have Janice Carr with me to talk a lot a lot, a lot, a lot about uh, the importance of growing your own food, organic, and just kind of continuing that theme that we've been talking about, like detoxing. And I met Janice, I guess, like three or four months ago when I moved to Tampa. And, you know, I think we started just connecting over health and she just started talking about farming. I'm like, oh, I live by a garden. I want to start gardening. And then we just had a great time gardening my first batch. They're still alive. I've eaten once. So I'm going to eat again, too. Very so good. Janice Very is the good. woman to talk to about this. So <laughs> you're going to get some tips and maybe hopefully you'll win her free giveaway and get some even more help. So Janice, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Yes. So excited about somebody else who's excited about food. Woo! Love food. I mean, I just ate right before this. It wasn't. It wasn't a fruit or vegetable, but it was. It was dates. It was dates. That that's a fruit. Ah, that's all right. It's all yes. right. It's feed and life. Go. It's feed and life. There you go. It's feed all and right. Life. I'll so, start somewhere. <laughs> Will you just uh, introduce yourself to us? Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, um, and then you know what you do with farming now. Yeah. So I'm gonna introduce the things that are the most important to me. I'm a mother um, of uh, four beautiful children from the ages of, wow, 18. Uh, my youngest now, my baby is going to be turning nine on Saturday. And um, I'm married to a wonderful, beautiful man um, that I've been married to for 21 years. And I might actually have that date wrong of how many years we've been married. That's how bad I am. But he's wonderful. So I just want to say that. Um, but I'm, I am currently right now I am an organic um, vegetable farmer. I've been that for five years. I work at a nonprofit urban community farm where I'm a farm manager. And I, I started doing this, <laughs> I think, really, um, I really was birthed out of pain, actually, quite honestly. I started looking into 
um, where our food comes from, because at some point when I had my first child, I was nursing my firstborn son who was bustling with all of this wonderful life. Um, and I was doing that at the bedside of my grandmother who was expiring um, from cancer. And it changed the way I thought about food um, because I was responsible for everything he ate. And that really had me look at what I was eating. And it just really had me uh, look at disease differently and how fragile and wonderful life is. And so um, that journey started me to um, eating uh, changing the way I ate, getting involved in a community, um, a CSA, a community supported agriculture, which is similar to what I do here, um, in, um, at the time where I was in New York, and volunteering there just kind of birthed a seed in me that maybe um, the next step is to grow my own food. Of course, I didn't know it at the time, but it did lead to where I am right now, which is, which is, growing, which is growing food. That's so awesome. And I, I, you know, I think many of us have a story. It's not similar to yours, but there's, there comes a moment when it within our health and whatever part of it is that we, we recognize that, you know, the disparity between what's healthy, what's alive and maybe what isn't and what, what, what may be a cause of that. Right. And I think yeah. for you just at a young age, you know, with, well, you know, as a young mom, just your first son, it's just saying, okay, well, I'm responsible for whatever like yeah. goes in his body. And even for people who aren't moms or, or they, you know, they're past that point, you know, we're still responsible. That idea of we need to empower ourselves to truly know what's in our food, what's on our food. <laughs> That's, we should definitely say what's on our food. What is it? And, you know, we might not be able to grow a whole farm like you, but like there are things that we can do to start eating food that is more organic is more good for you and stuff like that. So tell us a little bit about how you progressed though. I mean, you weren't even mm. doing this at all. And then you, no. now you're farming your own food and other people's food. So like what happened along the way for you? Yeah, that's a, it's a crazy, uh, crazy, crazy story. <laughs> how I went from being a stay at home mom to being a, to being a farmer, but um, it, it just, it really started with, you know, really being sick and tired of people being sick and tired. And I was, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of myself. And I, um, I call in my prayer wails before the Lord, like, why, <laughs> why are people dying? You know, why are these things, these things going on? You know, how do I feed my family? And, uh, but that question about why are people dying? Um, the simple question was um, the food. Mm. And so uh, that led me to looking at food very differently. I, mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I have my Uncle Ben's rice and my grilled chicken <laughs> um, that is in a package from Sam's. And so, and, and of course, my microwave broccoli, all these things are on a healthy plate. And so this is how I think I'm supposed to as a, as a new wife and a new mother. Isn't this how I'm supposed to be feeding my family? And um, as I started looking more into food, I found that like, you know, I started paying attention to like labels and, mm. um, you know, it's like, well, if it's in the food, I'm like, how is it in the food? So I started looking at the labels and there were these ingredients in the back of the food that I could not recognize. And I started keywording them on my computer so I could find out what they were. And there were uh, chemical symbols that came up and, and, you know, ingredients that were used in like tar. I mean, it just, it was crazy things that were coming up in the ingredients in the food. And um, this uh, nasty word called carcinogens 
um, there was a there was a woman that I met that said, well, if you're going to change the way that you're going to eat, you need to eliminate three things. One is high fructose corn syrup. Anything that says high fructose anything, anything don't use it. And then um, if it has any artificial uh, anything artificial flavors, flavoring sweet sweeteners, anything like that. And um, there was there was one other thing. But she basically said all these things are carcinogens. And carcinogens are things that um, that eventually cause cancer, that once there is a certain like, you know, billion or million number of them, they attack a certain organ and then it's considered ca um, considered cancer. But these carcinogens float around in your body, really not having a place to really dispose themselves on until they kind of lodge themselves into particular areas of your body and eventually lead mm -hmm. to cancer. And I thought, so wait a minute, <laughs> food that I'm getting that I think is healthy can purposely contains things that is causing the same thing that caused my grandmother to die horribly. Mm. And that's, and it's legal to put that in food. And those mm. things are in the food that I'm eating and I'm feeding to my new baby that I'm in mm. charge of like, like God's giving this, I'm not sure why he's trusted me with such a wonderful gift mm -hmm. as being a mother, but I sure am serious about taking it seriously. And there is, you know, with the with the fate of those two of of looking at what my grandmother's fate became because of some things that she may have been eating all of her life that she didn't know that could have been causing and contributing to this cancer. Um, there was, you know, I, I definitely had to look at it look at it differently. So mm -hmm. I started doing much more research in food. Um, I started, you know, I had this like dream that, gosh, man, I would be able to, I would know exactly what I was eating and feeding my child, if there was some place I can go where I can just, you know, go and just pick it out of the field myself or, you know, go someplace where they just picked, you know, they picked it and then I had know exactly what it was because at that time I was a brown thumb on each side. So I didn't know how to do it myself. And um, I found a pamphlet at this little convenience store um, that was for, actually it was at the library and it was for community supported agriculture. And that is um, where you buy a share of vegetables from a local farm and you go by each week for each week in their, um, their growing season and you get anywhere from like 10 to 12 different vegetables and they pick, they harvest it. Uh, harvest just means pick uh, that morning and it's all fresh and you have to figure out now what to do with 10 to 12 different vegetables at one time when you only had like two or three <laughs> at a time. Uh, when you got them, but it, it, it led into this wonderful journey and exploration in foods that I had had never heard of before, um, did not know how to cook, but it was this wonderful journey, journey really in community also, because I had to learn how to cook it. I had to ask questions like, what do you do with this? You know, what is this good for? And um, it just began to change my family's palate, change the way I thought about food, I thought about, you know, the way food tasted change, changed. So now I can, I could taste things in the food that wasn't supposed to be in the food. So it became harder to consume those types of foods, which made it easier to, um, to eat more, eat food that had life in it and not these extra things that were causing us to be ill and sick. And eventually I thought, you know what, I'll start growing it myself too. <laughs> So good. I love, and you know, I love the progression of your like, I think often when people hear and what I want to like fight against this month in particular, as I talk about this, we think that we need to overhaul everything and we think we need to just like 
suddenly, you know, like, oh my gosh, we freak out. And it's like, no, we just got to take this step to one first, empower yourself to know what is it? What are you eating? You know, just, just know, just yeah. do the research. And then, you know, maybe you stop eating that thing or you find a different alternative. Then you like choose something each time. And then maybe eventually we'll get to growing our own food. But I think people just kind of, uh, we need to do the job of uh, really educating ourselves and stop relying on outside sources because sometimes those outside sources are purposely hiding the truth. So, oh my uh, you know, you know, More than sometimes. all the time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so I, I just love that you, you just shared that part of your journey. And, uh, you know, I love the idea of like CSA. And I think often when people even think of organic and what does that mean? And obviously it's like, it's free from pesticides, herbicides, all those things we think about costs. But the reality is one, if you start right. to learn to grow in your own food, one, that's going to be cheaper, but two, these CSAs or these local farmers, it may take you more time and more like maybe going out of your way, but it, it's actually cheaper. It's really actually cheaper yeah. if you just kind of do yeah. extra work. And so I just love that you, you took the time to point that out for us. Yeah. Well, my, my grandmother said, um, incidentally, uh, well before she got sick, but she did say you either pay now or you're going to, or you pay later. Mm-hmm. So you're either going to invest into, uh, your health and your livelihood now, or it's going to show up. It's going to show up later on by what you, what you've done mm-hmm. with that. And so, Sometimes, you know, one of the things that, you know, my husband was quite, I'd love to say that he was my biggest fan and jumped right on board with me, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. really thought I was crazy when I went from a grocery bill from, you know, just buying regular things to buying all organic things. And our yes. grocery bill shot up about three times, but yeah. I thought, honey, you know, either, you know, we can, I said, okay. One, I haven't quite figured out exactly how to do this. Right. <laughs> I just know that after keywording some of these ingredients, I can't get this same food that I know has things that are poisons in it. Mm-hmm. Chemicals are poisons to your body. They're not created by God. Your body does not recognize them. Mm-hmm. If it cannot eliminate them, it circulates in some type of a pool until it forms some type of havoc in your body. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, so... Um, I said, so either we're going to pay a little bit more for groceries now, but what I don't want to pay is I don't want to pay for prescription drugs because of a chronic illness. Um, At that time, he was in a very high-stress job. Uh, There are various things that ran in each of our families from diabetes to high blood pressure, Um, and we were coming at that age where these these things start to to make themselves known. They've been there and being kind of um, really being fed for a long time, really literally being fed for a long time. But it's not until you get around about those 30s, you know, uh, 40s that you start to to have some of these these things start to come up and reveal themselves for what they are. And they've always been wreaking havoc in your life and you just really have gotten used to doing it or medicating away, medicating it away. So um, so we just thought the investment was better to to, to do it to do it on the air of we're going to sow into health. It may cost us a little bit more, but our lives and the lives of our children mean, mean so much more. And it really is like that simple. And it really is that hard. It's like, really, is it, is it really that hard for us to make decisions about putting things into our bodies that feed life to us? If it causes us a little inconvenience, it's a little more, bit more money. So we think initially but it's going to feed life into our bodies because it really is costing us to poison ourselves. And it's really costing us our generations 
to poison our children. Uh, I am in my 40s happily, um, more towards 50 than 40 right now. I uh, just had a birthday and this generation, my generation is expected that we will out, that our children will die before us. I have an 18 year old and I have a, at the oldest and I have a nine year old. The thought that one of them would die of a chronic illness because they are eating and consuming things that they do not realize is making them sick just really devastates me. Like that's, that that's like that's like something where I want to get rally mothers like we really have to teach our children how to eat better in order to do that we've got to start with what we're putting in our mouths ourselves because a large part of the meals comes from uh the woman um it's a it's it's a part of our nurturing process uh even if you know your husband cooks or whomever cooks it's very important i think as nurturers as women that we really take control of our health so that we can lead into the health legacies of our family. Mm. Mm. So good. Now you just about wrapped it up right there. Jeez. So I, many I did. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Before we even wrap up, uh, I want you, you to share a little bit about Wellspring Community Farm Microchurch. So for those who are listening that maybe aren't from uh, Tampa or part of the underground network, which is our kind of, church or network we're a part of. Uh, Microchurch is kind of like a ministry that we actually see as the church. And so uh, Janice is kind of the founder of Wellspring Community Farm. So tell us a little bit about that and how you've combined all your passions in one place. Wow. So I, I started Wellspring um, as a means to really kind of create con- um, conversation and opportunities to uh, lead, inspire, and ignite women and girls to live um, to to eat life, feed life, and live abundantly. And, you know, you can do this in many different ways, food, faith, family, uh, friends, and what I have found it in farming. But growing your own food is like this wonderful love language. It's the, uh, actually in love language when it expresses, um, there's like five love languages. And in the process of preparing a meal or preparing food for your loved ones, you have this opportunity to express all five of these love languages. Um, but there is a purposeful, mindful act that's done when you take the time to take a seed, to prepare the ground, to put it in, to put it in the ground, to nurture it, to weed it, to feed it what it needs, to water it, in order to see this seed blossom and break open into this life-giving component. And as nurturers, this is an important stage um, an important important stages for us to make sure that we are always mindfully in uh, with ourselves as women and with ourselves as mothers and as nurturers as well. And so it brings together this wonderful opportunity of food uh, from growing it to preparing it, learning how to prepare it for our bodies so that we're healthier, learning how to prepare it for our families um, so that we're feeding life to them as well and then creating a community um, exchange around this, 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 this nurturing uh, love language of food. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful example of how God works in our lives, in uh, seasons, in growth. And um, so it just, it, it lends into not only the physical, but the spiritual and emotional as well. 
So, so, so good. I mean, we've been, we need to organize. I know we've been talking about it a while, organize a time to do something together and organize other women to just would do what you said. Eat life, feed life, and live abundantly. So powerful. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And I think, um, you know, I think, I think it's just saying it's a viable option. It's, it's, it's a viable option. I think it's not, it's not as difficult as you may think to grow your own food. I mean, even as terms, maybe it's herbs, maybe it's, um, you know, um, like lavender. Maybe you just want to grow some lavender and you like the smell of it. And you also want to, you know, you use it to make um, a type of like rubbing oil that helps, you know, help you go to sleep. Um, so, so I'm just saying that there's different ways that you can begin to grow something. But I think it's important for you to, to start to change your mindset about being mindful about taking charge of our health and changing the legacies of our, our health legacies um, like one step at a time. So grow something, put something in the ground, share a, a conversation around a meal. Um, let the, mo- the, the, the meal be a love offering as well. So it's going to be something that's going to feed life into them as well. The conversation is going to feed life into them as well. It creates an opportunity to maybe expose uh, friends to some of the things that you really like that are really good for you, that you're finding are making you feel better, you think better, you feel more nourished, and you want to share it with them. And it gives them an opportunity to maybe try something they wouldn't try. You know, I'm not really all into kale because I think it's hard and crunchy when I get it at the restaurant. But man, this kale salad that you just served up is like really good. But you did it in the conversation and the company of, of friends. So, but I just think that we, it's, it's a lifestyle that's needed that we need to be mindful about feeding life into our lives with every decision that we make. We do that spiritually, um, per, particularly as Christians that we want to be mindful about what our intake is and about what we're, we're watching, what we're doing, what we're saying, but we can tend to be less mindful about those same things that we're putting into our body. And you can have a great mission that Christ has, has placed on your heart. But if your body expires and you die, you're not going to be able to do any of that. You know, for women in particular, if our health goes down and one of the first centers that begins to expire in a woman is her life center. A lot of women are, using, are losing their, their uteruses because of health reasons, because of chronic diseases, because of inflammatory diseases. And when you lose your ability to have a child, a whole legacy is lost. A whole generation is potentially lost because your womb is not healthy. And so it's just, I'm, I'm saying these things to ignite and inspire you that there's a very mindful, bold reason why you need to um, mindfully take in and take ownership over what you are feeding yourself and what you are feeding your family. Because there is a, a rampant enemy out there in the food system that is not our friend. And it's very obvious because you can choice into it. So they're going to say it's your fault because they disclose everything that's in the food. But look into what's in your food. There's ingredients in there that should not be in there. Don't eat them. If you eat something and it makes you sick, don't eat it. If it makes you bloated, that's not normal. Maybe you shouldn't eat that particular food. So, But I'm just saying be mindful that 
that that illness is not normal and a primary way that we either feed life or take away life that we do every day is by what we eat and what we drink. It's worth a mindful decision. It's worth a second look. It's worth a continuing effort to, um, you know, to not stop. It's worth a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't, you know, because, you know, even culturally the way that we've been taught, that we've been taught to eat, Culturally, it wasn't necessarily bad all those years ago, but the way those things are produced in the food industry now have ingredients in them that are really making us sick. So because of that, we're going to have to be a little bit more strategic of how, we, of how we eat culturally so that we can still do that, but we can still eat and feed life into our bodies as well. Mm, yeah, so good. Sometimes it just starts the conversation. Yeah. And I agree. Like, you know, when I started eating, I stopped eating rice because one, it just didn't do much in regards to nutrition for me. And as a Caribbean woman going to a restaurant serves Caribbean food and you say, I don't actually don't want rice. They look at you very weird, but one, you actually don't get much food then because you get your chicken and then a little (laughs) bit of lettuce, a little bit of like shredded iceberg, you know? And so, and that's just my decision, but you know, so I had to stop, actually stop going to a certain restaurants because I'm like, if I'm going to pay money for food, I'm going to make sure that I'm getting yeah. the nutrients I need and yeah. I feel full at the same time. But, yeah. you know, there are still other ways that I, I engage with my culture and food too. But it, and, and it's not to say I don't eat rice at it at all, but most of the time I don't. But if I have it, it's like, okay, well, it's rice and bean. That's what we, what we eat here, you know? So I, it's not that we're trying to say like, you can't, enjoy your culture's food. We're just saying, if you're going to enjoy your culture's food, get the best quality thing possible to make that cultural dish as well. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. And not only that, that don't, um, you know, where, where do we get that? We, we, we feel so obligated to our, our cultures, our genders, all these, these, these boxes that God surely does not place us in that will, that will, We'll hang tight to that, even though there's something in it that's not working well for me. So my dad would say all the time, well, you know, I've been eating this way for, you know, all of my life. And so, you know, and, you know, and it it never bothered, it never bothered me. What my dad doesn't realize in that moment is that, dad, you have suffered with the same chronic illnesses for a long time. You know, and there are things that really you shouldn't still be on medication for, but you are because you're doing the same things. But he's still thinking about it for when I was growing up, this is what my mom used to feed me, and this is what I learned how to eat, and this is how we – so he's still, he still has this nostalgia of when he was younger, but what was in food was very much different. And so it's like, you know, even if you do have that, um, Dad, how do you feel? How's your health? Are you any on any medications? Are any of the medications that you're on or any of the illnesses that you're suffering with, are any of them related to food? And so if, if there's a yes in those, those, those questions, then it, it's, your body is telling you, I need some change. I'm not sure what you are trying to stay attached to culturally or personally, but whatever you're doing right now isn't, isn't working well for me. And I'm, I'm in, it's, it's talking to you. And it's saying, I'm needing something else, and I'm needing not that. And so just pay attention to those things and have the ultimate loyalty to your health and your legacy that extends from you and exudes from you. Yeah, 
So good. So if, you know, if, you know, someone's listening and they're like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to start looking at more of, you know, what's in my food, what's on my food, maybe being ready to start growing something. What's like your big one tip that you would give to them? Hmm. Well, um, if you're going to start growing food, start with just something simple. Start with herbs, herbs, flavor, uh, food in so many different wonderful ways. They're probably herbs that you probably use in mixes anyway. Mm -hmm. They're relatively easy to grow inside or outside. So herbs like rosemary, which are just have so many medicinal benefits for you. Um, thyme, um, basil, uh, rosemary and thyme are pretty, pretty, uh, easy to grow. Um, rosemary grows in like a bush. So once it starts to grow and you keep doing clippings, it just continues to grow. Um, but you could also, um, just, you know, just do something simple as herbs just mm -hmm. to start it out. And don't be afraid that the first time you start, I, I really had a brown thumb on each side when I first started to uh to grow food and I got I came as a this this vibrant volunteer and I thought you know I'll just I'm ready to learn and I jumped right in uh, because I I really am a self-taught farmer mm -hmm. I just came and learned from everybody who was here and trained with everybody who's here but um um that was I got in charge. I was in charge of the greenhouse mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I had to learn a lot of things all of a sudden. So sometimes some of the things, some part of your learning process is that some things are going to go down. Mm -hmm. You're going to find that overwatering and underwatering are going to be your first despair where you put too much water in or you put not enough water in, but keep trying. So don't do just one thing. So don't, you know, give up if you, you buy something from the store um, I highly suggest that you get a organic plant. Um, it's nice if you can find a, a nursery that's available to do it. But if not, a pack of seeds and uh, a pot and some organic potting soil. Very important to use organic potting soil. Um, um, but uh, just start something. Mm. Just start something. And email me. Ask me for tips. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Google has bunches of things. How do you start growing basil from seed? You know, how do yeah. you, uh, problems with my basil plant, problems with my thyme plant, you know, mm -hmm. um, if you have a little, uh, planter, one of those long planters that you can put on your, your porch or somewhere, you can put, um, leaf lettuce. So mm -hmm. it's like a lettuce mix, mesquin mix. Mm -hmm. Um, that's very easy to start, very easy to grow. Um, it will grow in partial shade to, um, to full sun, uh, around right about this time of year. It doesn't like too much full sun, but you still have a little bit if it's some, some partial shade in there where you can grow that. So, mm -hmm. um, but just start something. There's, there's all kind of guides. It's not as complicated as you think, but I just encourage you mm. to start. So good. Awesome. Well then let's talk a little bit about if someone is interested in getting some support from you, tell us a little bit about your free consultation, how to grow your own food. Yeah. So, um, I'm just going to do it by anyone who uh, emails me because mm -hmm. I am not. So my, my email address is um, embraceakitchen at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And if you just email me, say that you listen to the podcast and you would like to have a consultation on growing your own food, the first person that comes up is the person that I'm going to choose. Mm -hmm. And hopefully there's going to be like a hundred like people that are like, oh, I'm so interested. And 
Um, um, I will address everyone who emails me, but I just want to come by and, set and show you how to start growing your own food with whatever space you have and whatever budget you have. So if mm-hmm. you live in an apartment and you just have, um, you don't have a patio or you live in an apartment, you have a patio. You live in a house, but you only have a small front yard or a small backyard that's full of stuff. Um, you know, maybe you don't even like to get your um, your nails dirty. You don't even like that whole process. I don't. I don't want to be able to put, you know, to put too much effort into um, watering it and doing all those things like that. I have a very busy schedule, but I would. I am trying to eat more fresh vegetables, and I like the idea of growing fresh vegetables at my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got an alternative for you as well. I have many friends that, like, they don't do nails in the dirt at all, and they are um, um, they have, you know, very high-demanding jobs where they're not home a lot, so they can't necessarily, you know, um, manage that particular process. So there's an option for you as well. So if you're on a budget – and you don't have many resources to where you are, uh, you know, you have a high performing job where you're not there at home as much, but you'd like to be able to, you know, cut a nice salad out from your own personal garden or get some things out for a smoothie in the morning and cut it from the things that you've grown. I can, I can show you how to do that. Awesome. Yeah. And if you're not in Florida, I will say she'll have to do a virtual con- consultation. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Just and show I think, what the space is. I'm going to talk with Janice about starting her own little little side hustle here after this. But um, I've been telling you, girl. I've been telling you. But we can talk about that later. Uh, but, yes, everyone who's listening, she will – the first person email her at embracethekitchen at gmail.com will get that consultation. So definitely. Yep. she. I will give a little testimony. So Janice, what was it, maybe March, came by or February, and we planted some stuff in a couple little plots and – I've eaten, I actually took the lettuce to our house church that we go to and we had a salad there. And I was like, this is, it felt so amazing that oh, not only was I going to be able to enjoy this salad, these people were going to be able to enjoy this salad that I grew. And I knew what, you know, came out of it. And I've been growing some dill and I just got some flowers. And so I feel very empowered and ready to go. You know, we're going to do the backyard later. And I think I will just say that Janice has a really good understanding of everything and is going to help you along the way and by taking small steps at a time. So I I can't tell you, I can't tell you how proud I was of you. I was like, I I was like, Oh my gosh, she is boss, man. She is growing her own food. She's intelligent. She's strong. She's bold. And man, she's feeding life, man. That is, Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, it's an, it's an extension from woman to woman, um, woman to anyone when you can feed life into somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and food is really a beautiful love language. That salad said, this is love. I took the time to prepare this and mindfully prepare it because you're important and I wanted to nourish and feed you. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just think that's a, a beautiful, powerful um, statement that we really need to embrace a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. The the rat race has kind of has us into always being busy, too busy to do um, some of the things that really um, really really build our nation. Really, really was you know um, where the the center was around the family and preparing for one another, preparing for each other. It's just a very mindful 
way, I think, to have relationship that we've gotten more and more away from. Mm -hmm. And it's just a way to kind of give yourself a moment with, oh, and there's nothing like being outside in the full sun. Uh, I did not think my melanin would like that <laughs> several, several years ago. I thought, no, I am dark skinned because I am supposed to not be in the sun that much. <laughs> now I know that there's this is not even about the color of my skin. It's about the beauty of the majesty and grace of the Lord that's expressed in the beauty of the sky, the warmth of the sun, um, taking the time to to hear the wind whistle through the trees and um, put your hands in the um, in the dirt, it just became this a beautiful falling in love with Jesus all over again that I did not expect at all um, to to experience when I I started volunteering at this community garden uh, in Tampa and you know five years ago. But it has certainly uh, changed my life. It has helped me understand my role as a mother, as a as a nurturer. Uh, to feed life, to eat life, and to to nurture that life for a, the for the abundant life, we have a a huge responsibility as of those incubators for for that the, mm -hmm. of of and it's important in how we use it and not maybe in the ways that um, as traditional as we've been sold. Mm. Our girls need to know that. Yes. So true. It's okay to, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining Janice and sharing everything you've shared with us today. Well, thank you for letting me rambling, uh, ramble on. Oh no, you're fine. About you're my fine. my I passions and love. Note. And, uh, I, I, I hope somebody else got ignited. Somebody else yeah. got inspired. Maybe there's, there's, there's a, a seed inside you that wants to take better care of yourself. That wants to take better care of your family that desires to have a family mm -hmm. uh, that wants to experience God in the, the majesty of his creation. Uh, the Holy spirit has a beautiful time with you as you just suffer with him, uh, as you um, spend time in the earth and uh, spend time in that process of it. That is just a, um, that is just a beautiful evolving process. So, Whatever means you can get involved in it, if you can't do it at your home, if you can go some to a, a local uh, place on the local community farm like I'm involved in right now um, and get involved in it, I just really encourage you to get involved in growing your own food. It's an empowering mood, a move that, that women really need to really need to see is for the health of their families and for the health legacies they're creating. Mm-hmm. So true. All right. Well, thank you so, so much. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, and if you are listening to this next week when it's going to air, please join us uh, from May 6th to 10th in the spring detox challenge, the five day free spring detox challenge. We'll talk all about what are toxins, why they're important. You know, we'll look at ones on our food, in our kitchen and cleaning in our hair and our skin. And then um, I'll oh share more support. Yes. I'm going in. I'm You're hitting going. it. Yes. I'm, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I got the detox. Stuff in the kazoo you're cleaning with, all those things. Yes, like that. Yeah, all that was, of it. That all was a life-changing move for me, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember starting there. Yeah, so everyone go to madewell345.com slash spring detox challenge and check out the notes, and I'll see you there. Thank you again, Janice. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Healthy Potty Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode all about five questions to ask yourself before you detox. And to go 
goal with this podcast is a worksheet where you can reflect on all that, but most of all is my five-day spring detox challenge. So make sure you go to madewell345.com slash spring detox challenge, madewell345.com slash spring detox challenge, sign up and join us May 6th to 10th and share it with other women that you know who are ready to detox. All right. Thank you so much again. I'll see you on the next episode and see you in the challenge.